Three commitments in one day. James Franklin and Penn State are in an absolute heater right now when it comes to recruiting, and it doesn't look like it's going to slow down anytime soon. Plus, Penn State is set to finish with one of the best classes when it comes to 2024. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, thanks so much for making Locked on Nittany Lions your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. My name is Zach Seiko. I am your host of the show. And today's episode is sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And of course, Locked on Nittany Lions is your go-to podcast for Penn State rivals. Visit HappyValleyInsider.com for all the latest when it comes to Penn State recruiting, that is the place to go, happyvalleyinsider.com. Uh, there's plenty to talk about on this show, so no time to waste. Of course, we got to break down the three commitments by Penn State in one day. Dewan Lane, Derek Plaz, and Xavier Gilliam. So all three of those guys now joining the class of 2024. Just Understanding how it came about, introducing them in the first segment, scouting them, seeing what they can contribute to Penn State, and then what's next for recruiting. Of course, we're going to have so much more coming up on the show. Special guests to talk about Penn State's recruiting, more official visit weekends and camps along the way. So June's going to be a busy month. Don't think it's going to slow down just because uh, you know school's out of session, at least for the most part, right? Spring semester just ended. Penn State's going to be doing, of course, its own workouts and practices, but recruiting, this is official visit season, and here we are, and official visits do matter. As you can see, three commitments on Sunday, June 4th, 2023. Uh, I mean, Penn State really got it started here, and it's not going to slow down because the next set of visits start Friday, June 9th. And of course, get the experts on to talk about all of it. But let's start with just, we're going to introduce the three commitments, and then in the next segment, we're going to talk about what they actually bring to the table and how it all came about, who they are as prospects. So Dewan Lane, we're going to start with him. He was actually the last of the three committed Sunday evening. But uh, man, what a player. Four-star safety. He's listed at six foot two, two hundred pounds. He's top twenty at his position, kind of as a consensus across all the recruiting rankings, and he's top seven overall. Again, consensus when it comes to the state of Maryland. James Franklin going into the state of Maryland as old stomping grounds and getting a key prospect. The next one, Derek Plaz, and this one I will just say because he's all the way from Florida that this one does come as a little bit more of a surprise and. He had a lot of other official visits set up along the way, but just to introduce him, he's a three-star offensive tackle. Plaz is six foot five, two hundred eighty pounds, and according to On Three, he's the sixty-fifth best offensive tackle overall in the class of twenty twenty-four, and he's the one hundred nineteenth just overall player when it comes to the state of Florida. Then there's Xavier Gilliam. Gilliam is a three-star defensive lineman listed as an edge, strong side defensive end. Depends on where you look, but six foot three, two hundred sixty pounds. Nice size, wrecks some havoc, but again, we'll get more into his player profile in the upcoming segment. He's currently listed as the 49th best defensive end, 19th in the state of Maryland. Okay, James Franklin once again going back to the stomping grounds and getting a player from where he used to be a coach at Maryland. Uh, and honestly, could have had that head coaching job had Maryland said, you know, Ralph, we're we're gonna 
We're going to end it here and go with James Franklin. Hey, one person, I, I'm not speaking for Maryland here, but they made a mistake. Vanderbilt picked them up. And of course, Penn State saw something uh, in it as well. But how many other schools are doing that, folks, where uh, three commitments in one day? I understand maybe a week or so over the course of a couple of weeks. I see some of those, uh, some of the sites saying, oh, here's who the hottest team in recruiting is. Penn State, if you update that right now, is definitely at the top. But uh, James Franklin really doing a good job. And that's the whole staff, right? Deion Barnes finally getting a defensive line recruit. You also have Anthony Poindexter and Terry Smith who are working overtime to get defensive backs into the class. And it, it really just continues to go along with what Penn State is preaching from start to finish. The family values, the atmosphere, the togetherness, that is what is selling these players. But something the everydayers might remember here is that Penn State was due to get some commitments out of the southeast region. And we see that here with Derek Plaz. We just didn't know that it would happen so soon. Again, his recruitment was different, but we're going to get into that in some of the in the upcoming segment here. Before we get to that, let's hear from our sponsor of today's episode, and that is FanDuel Sportsbook. Make a fast break over to FanDuel right now during the NBA playoffs. The finals are going on. Miami Heat, Denver Nuggets, because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is right, $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Great promotions every day. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. And my favorite part of it, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So all you got to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and you get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And again, thanks so much for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen and watch every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, the new setup, right? We got the new background, the show layout. If you're watching on YouTube, of course, wherever you get your podcasts, continue to subscribe, follow along where you get your podcasts and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well so you don't miss any new episodes here if you like what we do here at Locked On Nittany Lions. Okay, so scouting those three prospects. Dewan Lane comes with the best profile, at least at this point in time. Again, someone who is a top 250 player according to rivals, but that's not to... Uh, when it comes to Gilliam, when it comes to Plaz, these guys are underrated. That seems to be the case consistently, right? Penn State getting in at the ground level. They ride the elevator all the way up, and then all these schools, when they they then they get involved late in the recruitment, they're like, no, I built my relationship already. I'm committed to Penn State because they talked to me first. They found me first. James Franklin built a relationship with me first, and that goes a long way for a lot of these recruits, especially when they're just not recognized the way that they should be, and everyone's player development, everyone's recruitment is different, okay? Some people are going to certain sets of camps first. Other players start to get into it as their high school career goes along. It's all different. There's not a science to this, but Penn State certainly has it down, right? They certainly have a science to it and a really good art when it comes to finding these prospects. Okay, so on the national radar, Dewan Lane, what does he bring to the table for Penn State? What is his background? Well, currently he's a safety defensive back but if you talk to some people and when we get some of the other experts on we're going to get this confirmed but it sounds like Dewan Lane is going to possibly move to linebacker 
possibly. That's at least the way that he projects. He's going to shift down in the box and play one of the outside linebacker spots. He could play the Sam. He could play the Will. He projects more as a Sam because of how good he is in coverage, right? The Sam linebacker where Curtis Jacobs was playing, where he is going to play this season. Of course, Abdul Carter is kind of that off-ball linebacker that does everything. But the on-ball, that guy is going to be in charge of the tight end when it comes to coverage hover over the middle, look for that slot receiver. And that, with the way that Lane is developing right now at this point in time, that seems to be his spot. But he's got an excellent blend of size and speed, of course. We already talked about the six foot two, 200 pounds. He's only going to get bigger. He's only going to get stronger. He's really fast. Uh, and that safety spot has helped him learn to cover the way he has. I, I wouldn't say that, okay, he's an over-the-top ball hawk safety, which is why they're talking about bringing him down in the box, but he understands zone. He can man up. That is going to bode well for him. Again, a very fast player, good closing speeds, speed, and you combine that with the unique athleticism all around, what he's able to do as a coverage guy, combining that with the athleticism, he could, he could play linebacker the Sam spot, but he could end up staying at safety. So the reason for his commitment, he said this when asked about it, of course, family atmosphere, he said. Penn State felt like a different place. Any other place that he's been to, it felt completely different. There's a value on academics. And the word that he described Penn State as for the experience, complete. So that is why he committed. And what does the outlook look like here? Penn State's already got two linebackers committed. So why do we bring him down into the fold? Why do we know that Lane's just going to automatically shift into the box? We don't, but that's the way he projects. And Penn State, those two linebackers currently, Anthony Specka, Kari Jackson, those guys are true Mike inside middle linebackers. This is, Lane has versatility. That's why I really like his game because he could stay back, help in coverage. Maybe he ends up being a safety over the top or he ends up moving down to the box and playing either the Sam or the Will. I, I think the Sam is more like him because of the defensive back experience, the safety spot, but who knows, maybe he could slide into that off-ball linebacker as well. But then looking at the defensive backs, right, where it is, he, he could project at either spot. Don't rule out safety. Just don't. Anthony Poindexter and Terry Smith have already said this in the show. They are working overtime. They've been very busy, but they have four defensive backs committed right now with the way that DeWan Lane is listed. Uh, but Anthony Belgrave Shorter, John Mitchell, Kenneth Wosley, those guys are your true boundary corners, but you can throw in a fourth defensive back here with DeWan Lane. But kind of just keep him in mind. He could move down into the box. He could stay back as a safety with how good he's been in coverage. It the versatility goes a long way, trust me. Then there's Derek Plaz. Plaz was, again, a surprise from two points of view. Number one is the fact that he's from Florida, and two, the way that his recruitment was set up. He still had lots of official visits lined up, okay? This was someone who committed to Penn State over the likes of NC State, Duke, Miami of Florida. He had interest from Alabama. Uh, so Derek Plaz, if Alabama wants him, uh, then that means he's a good prospect. Don't let it underestimate in the fact that he's a three-star. He's not, you know, what is he going to really project as? Is this really that important uh, important of a commitment? And yes, it is because he's a true offensive tackle. Okay, Penn State has taken a lot of guys who have that versatility. They can be inside, outside, but this is someone who is going to line up at tackle and be there at the end of the day. Don't expect him to slide inside to guard or to center. 
He's really good athleticism, of course, if he's a top recruit like this. And he told rivals the reason he committed to Penn State was because of that family atmosphere. But this is something I thought was different when you actually, uh, when you speak with him or listen to what he said. He talked about the fact that Penn State is willing to work with you through thick and thin. They don't just take a bunch of players and say, all right, kind of fight. They, they allow you they allow you to develop. And that was the key for his recruitment. He said that they work with prospects, they work with players, and they let them develop long-term rather than saying, all right, we're going to fold the plan. You didn't work out after a year or two. Why don't you hop in the transfer portal? I think Plaz is looking long-term, and he likes the fact that Phil Troutwine and this coaching staff, particularly, of course, Troutwine, given that it is an offensive lineman, in the fact that they want to develop players and they play the long game. They're not looking for the first impact immediately. Uh, so that really went a long way for Plaz. There's already three offensive tackles in this class of 2024. There's a lot of offensive linemen. If you look at it right now, there's six listed. We'll get to that in a second. But three offensive tackles, if you include Egg and Boyer and Garrett Sexton and those guys, they do project as offensive tackles as well. But definitely, I would say Plaz is a developmental prospect in his own right, too. But I think he's ahead of Boyer and Sexton at this point. He's honestly my favorite of the three offensive tackles. And Phil Troutwine, Phil Troutwine, what can we say about him? Because if you look at rivals, if you look at any of them, six offensive line commits with potentially one or two more spots open. So we're sitting back and saying, you can never have too many offensive linemen. You never can. For Penn State, this, this is just different. It feel it. I don't want to say it feels weird, but it's it's just been a long time coming because Penn State had the offensive line issues, of course, when James Franklin immediately took over. Bill O'Brien as well. We know about the scholarship limitations, of course, um, for you know obvious reasons. But Bill O'Brien and James Franklin were limited to how many resources they could give to offensive line. And now James Franklin and Phil Troutwine have figured this out where they can go up against the likes of Michigan and Ohio State, who routinely have the best offensive lines and not only the Big Ten, but pretty much in the nation. Usually they are top 10 when it comes to offensive linemen. Let's also go back to the fact that how important official visits are. Okay, The impact of the official visit Derek Plaz had all these other places set up, and now he's canceling all of them. Penn State welcomes him onto campus, gives the pitch, and he's all on board. So that is how good, how clever, how quick, how thorough James Franklin, Phil Troutwine, the recruiting coordinators all are when it came to some of these guys. The fact that they were able to say to Derek, talk him out of his other, that they were able to sell happy valley penn state in one weekend of a visit is very telling so glad that he's on board in the third offensive tackle then there's xavier gilliam Dion barnes is finally on the board this is great first defensive line commit for Dion barnes in the class of 2024 i'm gonna say it's about time you know the defensive line room was due it, it felt like it with the way that rumors were floating around what players were interested whether they were defensive ends defensive tackles it felt like Dion barnes was going to finally get that first one and uh, for gilliam he held some competitive offers as well 
ACC particularly, but that's nothing to bat an eye at, right? NC State, Virginia Tech, Duke, some similar schools again, uh, like the other ones in competition for these players. Uh, and Gilliam always seemed to give preference to Penn State along the way. He had a long, lengthy recruitment, but this was someone that liked what Penn State had to offer. They finally offered him. He had been doing visits even before they offered him. Then they offered him and came back and said he went on his official visit and said, you know what, this place feels like home. Uh, for Gilliam, he, of course, liked the way that the staff recruited him, built relationships. He said that you know everyone was attentive, everyone was respectful, everyone knew who he was, and that was important to him, just the relationships that were built, uh, the attention, and then, again, the togetherness. From a player standpoint, Gilliam, I, when you watch the film, I like his first step. I like his hands. He can speed rush to the outside or he can bull rush through the interior. So that is a good combination of strength and speed. And again, the way he's intelligent, using certain moves to get advantages on the offensive lineman. Uh, right now projects as a strong side defensive end. There is potential for him to slide inside the defensive tackle. Again, 260, six foot three. That's a good size. He could add 10, 20 more pounds if Penn State decides to do that and slide him into the interior. He currently plays in a three down front defensive line. So when three defensive linemen in these kinds of defenses typically operate as outside defensive tackles. They aren't your traditional, of course, four, three speed rush defensive ends. Like he is more comparable to a defensive tackle as opposed to a Chop Robinson or Adisa Isaac, but he can do either. He is either he's listed as a defensive end, an edge prospect, of course, uh, someone that is inside the top 20 when it comes to overall athletes in the state of Maryland. So Gilliam, another strong prospect. Even though he's listed as a three-star, I think he's underrated. Again, Penn State doing its due diligence, of course. So what is next for the Nittany Lions? Of course, Locked on Nittany Lions is your go-to podcast for Penn State rivals. Visit happyvalleyinsider.com for all the latest football recruiting and much more men's basketball. Not so much and now that we've had the roster filled out, but happyvalleyinsider.com is the place to go. In this final segment, it's just about what's next, what's coming up here in the given moments. And of course, we're going to bring some experts back on Dylan Callaghan Crowley, Richie Schneiderwright, and so many others to talk about Penn State football recruiting and just the impact of it all. So Penn State, if you look at rivals right now, they are top five in the nation. That's right. With these three commits in just one day, they jump back up rocket over Ohio State, Oregon, and they are back in the top five. And for Penn State, they could really solidify that spot. I think it's safe to say that they're going to finish inside the top 10. There's still some recruitment battles that are going to go back and forth. They're 50-50. They're not, they're not leading in all of them. But what is pressing? Well, of course, the official visits will continue. Friday, June 9th is going to be the next important set. And for Penn State, those there's some intriguing prospects that are going to be visiting. I'm just naming a few, just to name a few, but there's tight end Caleb Odom, there's wide receiver Nick Marsh, there's linebacker Jamonte Waller, and there's defensive lineman Nigel Smith. Those are all for Friday, June 9th. And this, this weekend was a little different this past one, June 2nd through the 4th, because there were a lot of uncommitted prospects that were visiting Penn State. This time it's kind of flipped. There's a few, there's a handful of prospects that are visiting that are uncommitted or have shown more interest in other places. And Penn State is inviting back a lot 
And I mean a lot of verbal commitments. I could name them all, but I'm just going to give you again the chunk of who's going to be there that are already committed. Quentin Martin, Donovan Harbor, John Mitchell, Cooper Cousins, Corey Smith, Kayla Brewer, Anthony Specka, Luke Reynolds, Ethan Grunkmeyer. Feels like it's all by design, doesn't it? Because it is. Those recruits that are coming up for the ninth. And I'm not saying that Penn State pieced all this together and said, you know, hey, Quentin, why don't you come up the ninth instead of the second? But you have to, uh, there's a little bit of chess in here and the fact that James Franklin and company are having the strongest verbal commits when it comes to loyalty on campus for those ones that Penn State still wants to be able to convince. And I'm not saying that, again, I want to preface this. I'm not saying that they're putting a certain priority on ones or the others, but it seems like it's a full house approach for Penn State that they want the guys who are verbal commits already sold on the place, even before the official visit. And then they're alongside because James Franklin, the players have said this all along, the best recruiters in these recruitment classes are the players themselves, the high school players, not the coordinators, James Franklin, of course, and those position coaches do the jobs that they do. They have the conversations that they have, but the best recruiters, are always the one who are the biggest, uh, the the verbal commits that were in it from the beginning that knew right away. So a Cooper Cousins, guys along the way that knew after one after one visit, and Ethan Grunkmeyer, Quentin Martin. So those guys who are loyal to Penn State at this point for the class of 2024, they're going to be on board and talk to these guys uh, as the official visits roll around. So what else is next for Penn State? I think they're due for a wide receiver. They're due for more defensive linemen. And what do those two positions have in common? Marcus Haggins, Deion Barnes, they're new. Okay, there's been some turnover at the position coordinators. Totally understand. You have to build relationships in your own right with Penn State, through Penn State, right? But you have to now make yourself known. You have to establish your presence as Deion Barnes and as Marcus Haggins, as Penn State coordinators, as the official position coach, right? Deion Barnes was on staff, but he wasn't making the same calls, having the same conversations when he was a grad assistant, when he was an analyst for a short period of time. And Marcus Haggins at Virginia for so long. Now he's at Penn State. So they really do have to establish that. But I think wide receiver is going to be the next position to blow up. And for Penn State, they are in some pretty good shape for those positions, wide receiver and defensive line. There's Jalen Harvey, who was just on campus for his official visit uh, in the past June 2nd through the 4th. He's one that Penn State is in good standing with and should land a commitment from Liam Andrews, who's an offensive lineman, defensive lineman, can play either spot. But again, Deion Barnes is involved in that conversation. Wide receiver Jalen Hornsby, there we go. Marcus Haggins building a good relationship. And Hornsby plays for Bill Belton and Christian Hackenberg. The everydayers know that, that he's currently at the high. He's playing for the high school team, Winslow Township up in New Jersey, where those two coach. And then Peter Gonzalez, apparently Peter Gonzalez had a really good camp. He was at the he was at the camp on June, on June 4th, the Sunday when all those other players committed. But Peter Gonzalez, it sounds like Penn State has a good head start on getting him to potentially commit and another talented wide receiver, one that's flying under the radar right here in the state of Pennsylvania. And then someone just to keep an eye on for now, Jeray Hawkins, his commitment's coming up June 26th, but it sounds like he's down to Miami of Florida and Penn State. He has an official visit with the Hurricanes. 
Hopefully Penn State can beat out Mario Cristobal to get Hawkins, who's just a pure athlete, great wide receiver, but just an all-around good athlete that you want in this class of 2024. So can't wait to continue to dissect this, understand, bring you the full context of the impact of these commits. Who's on the horizon? Who's next? Who's Penn State really battling for? It's all going to be right here on Locked on Nittany Lions.